Join us now for Health for Life, brought to you by Hamilton Healthcare System. Today we're talking with Dr. Nick Galanopoulos of People's Cancer Institute in Dalton. Thank you for joining us today. Well, thanks. I'm glad to be here. Dr. Galanopoulos is a board-certified radiation oncologist at People's Cancer Institute, located at 1215 Memorial Drive on the campus of Hamilton Medical Center in Dalton, Georgia. Dr. Galanopoulos, why did you choose to become a radiation oncologist? Well, you know, growing up, I experienced uh, some family members with cancer, and so that sort of inspired me to help those patients that have been afflicted, you know, with cancer. And the other thing that that I was always very interested in is technology and computers, and and, and radiation oncology is is very tech heavy as far as a field, and it uses a lot of uh, technology in uh, treating cancer patients. And so it was a kind of a good mix of things. And I also enjoy, obviously, patient contact and, and interacting with patients and, and getting to know them. And so it was a, it was a nice mix of, of things that I liked. Wow, that is great. And those computers are so important in everyday life and especially in what you do. Absolutely. The machines are very complex. Uh, they, they require multiple computer systems to run and software programs. And it's really neat some, with what some of the treatments we can do with the machines and the technology that we have uh, as compared to even 10, 15 years ago. Is that right? It's come a long way in 10 or 15 years. Absolutely. Can you imagine where it's going to be in 25 years? No idea. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> well, if it takes the strides it's taken so far, it's really going to be advanced. That's wonderful. What is what is the favorite part of your job, the, the thing that you really enjoy about what you do today? I think it's getting to know patients and their families, um, you know, helping them through their journey through cancer treatment and uh, getting to know them and, 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 and being there for them. That's kind of the most satisfying thing of uh, my job. Oh, that, that would be satisfying. Uh, do you see a lot of patients every day? I do. I do see very, a significant number of patients a day. We typically have anywhere from, you know, 20 to 25 treatments on the treatment machine a day. And that doesn't include new patients that I see for consultations and follow-ups and, and things like that. So, so yeah, we're, we're quite busy. People's Cancer Institute there in Dalton, that is a beautiful facility. It's great. They did a wonderful job with it. It's a state-of-the-art facility with, a, with an awesome design. It's got a nice little waterfall on the outside, actually. And as far as the you know, services for cancer patients, I mean, they're, there's, they're excellent. It's a wonderful environment for them to be in. It's relaxing. Everything's just nice and shiny and, and new. Now, you and I were talking before we started this interview a few minutes ago. You said you were from Chicago. From Ch- How are you liking it in this part of the country? Oh, that's, it's great. It's great. I really enjoy being here. Uh, a little slower pace, which is which I kind of wanted, actually. And so I'm, I'm really happy. I'm glad to hear that. You, say, you were saying you were from Chicago, and that when you came to People's Cancer Institute here in Dalton, that the equipment, it was just wonderful. Everything was just beautiful, new, just state of the art. Absolutely. They really went all out with it. And thanks to the people's family, we, uh, you know, we got quite a bit of nice equipment that we can provide, you know, state of the art treatments uh, here in Dalton. Patients don't have to go anywhere else for them. There's a lot of things to talk about when it comes to People's Cancer Institute. And we're going to take a break. When we come back, we will address that and some other very interesting things here on Health for Life. If you're in need of medical care, don't delay. Your health won't wait. Hamilton Medical Center is ready to care for you. We are following CDC guidelines. Patients and guests are screened for COVID-19 symptoms. Those who are suspected to have the virus are treated in a separate area. Plus, Hamilton's high-powered UV light robots eliminate 99.9% of bacteria and viruses on surfaces. Please do not delay medical care. Your health won't wait. As always, Hamilton is here for you. 
Welcome back to Health for Life. Today, talking with Dr. Galanopoulos of People's Cancer Institute in Dalton, Georgia. People's Cancer Institute, what a beautiful, beautiful facility. Before we took our break a moment ago, we started talking about and some of the amazing technology and the staff inside. Tell us more about People's Cancer Institute. Well, it's basically a, a one-stop shop for all cancer patients. Uh, we have not just myself as a radiation oncologist, but we have several medical oncologists who are the physicians that administer chemotherapies to cancer patients. And we also have surgeons as well, sort of all in one center to provide uh, comprehensive cancer care to uh, the Dalton community. Now, People's Cancer Institute, I know they've only been open for a short time. Just this year they opened, is that correct? Uh, yeah, People's Cancer Institute just opened this year. Uh, we did have some cancer services before then, radiation specifically, but in terms of a comprehensive cancer center, it, it, just this year, absolutely. And some big awards already? Yeah, we're ranked the top 10% uh, in the nation for patient safety for cancer care, and we're also accredited by the Committee on Cancer. Is that right? Top 10% in the nation? Yep, top 10% in the nation. Wow, that is that is something, and it's right here in our backyard. Absolutely. I understand there's some cutting-edge treatments available at People's Cancer Institute. Can you tell us about some of those? Sure. So radiation is usually delivered by a machine. It's called a linear accelerator. And basically what it does is it generates x-rays, which are radiation that are used to to treat cancers. Um, So we have a very, very brand new machine with very advanced capabilities called a Varian True Beam, which is a linear accelerator that can treat standard radiation patients that need things for breast cancer, for example, to more complicated things like brain tumors and and something called radiosurgery in particular, where we give a very high dose of radiation to, say, a brain tumor, a very low dose to the rest of the brain, almost like doing surgery but without cutting on the patient. Um, So it has has multiple capabilities. It also uh, is able to provide gated treatments where A patient, for example, that has lung cancer, when they breathe, the tumor moves, and this machine can actually detect the movement of the tumor and adjust the radiation beam for that motion. Um, And therefore, it would provide a much more accurate treatment and much safer treatment for patients. So as the patient is breathing, the machine understands, it watches, knows where each breath is going and can follow that tumor? Yes, absolutely. We have cameras on the ceiling that... Uh, can ch- detect the patient's chest wall rising and, and falling with breathing, and, and thereby the machine is able to track where the tumor is in space. Now, this might be a very elementary question, but, you know, when it comes to things like radiation, I don't know much about that. Um, you had said when we started talking about this, it takes x-rays. Is this the, the same kind of x-ray? Like if I broke my leg, I would take an x-ray of that, but they have found out that that x-ray can pinpoint and kill those cancer cells? Is that how that works? Absolutely. Uh, The x-rays we use are the same type of x-rays you would get if you were to have a chest x-ray, for example, or an x-ray for a broken bone. The difference is that these x-rays have more energy behind them. They have enough energy to attack DNA, which is what is in every cell of the body, but in cancer cells in particular. And by damaging the DNA in cancer cells, it causes the tumors to shrink and cancer cells to die. Um, And it's not just using x-rays, but it's how you target them. Um, You know, an x-ray for radiation treatment is very focused on where the tumor is in a small area where we give a very intense dose of radiation. Um, I I can liken the dose of a single treatment of radiation uh, to 30,000 chest x-rays. It would be the equivalent dose. 
So we use a much higher dose, much high, more energy behind the x-rays than what you would get, say, for like a regular x-ray for a chest x-ray, things like that. I understand. And in the last 10 or 15 years, things have changed so much. I would imagine that when this technology first began, that it would be a very widespread x-ray or amount of radiation. But now you're saying you can pinpoint that to the tumor, to the cancer itself. Yes, absolutely. We can... For certain cases, like radiosurgery, where we're treating brain tumors, for example, um, we can deliver the radiation within a margin of less than a millimeter of accuracy. Um, and so it's, it's come a long way. I mean, in the 80s and 70s, we were treating big, large radiation fields, large areas of the body, because we couldn't really deliver it very precisely. And so we would be worried about missing the target, for example. And so patients ended up having a lot more side effects, uh, a lot more issues getting through treatment. And nowadays, uh, you know, we're able to be much more focused on where we deliver the radiation. And that's all due to advancements in technology and in computer technology in particular. Is that right? That's that technology we're back to talking about. Yes, absolutely. Wow. Yep. People's Cancer Institute. That is fantastic. We're going to take a break. Be right back on Health for Life. Join us on a journey to better health. Health for Life. Simply put, that is why Hamilton Medical Center is here. From primary care and specialty care practices near you, an accredited chest pain center, a certified joint replacement program, a new children's institute, cancer institute, endoscopy center, and more. Hamilton is here for you and your family. Learn more at HamiltonHealth.com. Hamilton Healthcare System. Health for life. Is it time for a heart-to-heart? Ask your primary care physician if you should have a heart-to-heart with one of Hamilton Physician Group's board-certified cardiologists. If you have high cholesterol, high blood pressure, or diabetes, this can be especially important. Hamilton Physician Group Cardiology, located at 1436 Broderick Drive in Dalton. Call 706-226-3434 or visit hamiltonhealth.com slash cardiology. That's 706-226-3434. Be a hero. Stop a stroke. If you think someone you're with is having a stroke, ask him to smile. Does his face droop? Have him raise both arms. Does one arm drift down? Can he repeat a simple phrase without slurring? If you see even one of these symptoms, call 911 right away. Because when it's a stroke, every second counts. Hamilton Medical Center has a nationally ranked, highly trained rapid stroke team ready to care for you. Hamilton Medical Center. Health for life. Did you know that colon cancer claims over 50,000 lives each year? The good news is that colonoscopies save lives. Convenient appointments are available at Hamilton Medical Center's new Bandy Endoscopy Center, located at the corner of Broadrick and Memorial Drives. Hamilton follows CDC guidelines and screens for COVID-19 symptoms at the door. If you are age 50 or older or have a family history of colon cancer, ask your primary care provider to schedule your colonoscopy. Please don't delay important medical screenings. Your health won't wait. If you're in need of medical care, don't delay. Your health won't wait. Hamilton Medical Center is ready to care for you. We are following CDC guidelines. Patients and guests are screened for COVID-19 symptoms. Those who are suspected to have the virus are treated in a separate area. Plus, Hamilton's high-powered UV light robots eliminate 99.9% of bacteria and viruses on surfaces. Please do not delay medical care. Your health won't wait. As always, Hamilton is here for you. Welcome back to Health for Life, talking with Dr. Galanopoulos from People's Cancer Institute. 
in Dalton, Georgia. Uh, and we want to talk about radiation therapy. We, we hit on that just a few minutes ago. Uh, but uh, what is radiation therapy? What is the process like for that? So the process typically involves uh, seeing me first in a consultation. So a patient will come see me. And at that visit, you know, a lot of patients come in thinking they're going to get radiation that day. Uh, but that's a consultation. It's a sit down, talk to the patient, explain what they have as far as their cancer, their stage, and how radiation would be or would not be of benefit for them. And then at the same time, we would go through how the radiation works, what the side effects are, and sort of what happens after the treatment is over. Are there a lot of different types of cancers? There absolutely are. There, there's hundreds of types of cancers. Um, you know, Most people know the most common ones, which would be breast cancer, lung cancer, prostate cancers, but there's many, many different types of cancers. And the radiation is very different for each type of cancer we treat. We don't use the same doses necessarily or the same techniques. It, it all depends on the type of cancer and it depends on the stage. And so these are all variables that we take into account when we see a patient at the time of consultation and we review kind of what, what things need to happen and, and, and kind of put together a treatment plan for them. I understand. And are you able to explain to the patient not just what is going on, but what they can expect? Yes, absolutely. So every every consultation visit includes a discussion of side effects from the treatment. So what happens during the treatment? Um, and those are what common. does happen during the treatment. So it depends on where what part of the body we treat, uh, what type of cancer it is. So for example, a breast cancer, uh, we're treating the breast, and so the side effects of radiation are, are pretty gradual. Um, you know, the tr- radiation treatments go be anywhere from a week to nine weeks. To depending on the type of cancer, and they are daily treatments. And so the first few weeks of treatment, most patients do well. They don't have a lot of side effects. By about halfway through the course is when they start to hit. You start to get some of the skin irritation, like, for example, in breast cancers. By the end of the treatment, the side effects sort of get at their worst, or they sort of peak. So for breast cancer, some patients can develop a little bit of peeling of the skin, like a sunburn can peel. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are usually temporary side effects. They, they normally resolve, you know, one to two weeks after the end of treatment. Uh, Sometimes they can linger a little longer depending on the type of cancer, what part of the body was treated, Um, but they're all sort of short-term side effects that most patients recover from. I got you. Uh, And these consultations... The, fa- the the family is welcome in the consultation also? They are, they are welcome, although COVID has sort of tamped down on it a little bit. So usually we, we do have at least one family member if they want to be present. Uh, but yeah, before COVID, we, yeah, families would come in and, you know, we could come to consultation and, and you know, we would review everything with them. Uh, you know, a lot of times, I, and, and I can only imagine if, if I had cancer, um, I would want someone with me to remember everything because so many things are going through my head at the same time. So many questions and then questions that I, I couldn't think of that someone who cares about me, they may have questions that I would like to know the answers to, but I've just got so many things on my mind with just being found out, you know, that I've got cancer. Yeah, that's an important point. And that's why, you know, we, we do allow people to have somebody with them uh, to come in at the time of consultation. And, you know, and, and other times if they can't, uh, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm happy to call patients or whoever they designate for me to talk to if they want more information, uh, you know, a family member uh, about the patient's cancer and, and kind of the treatment plan and the process. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. Now, are there, are there things in life that people sometimes do that increase the chances of cancer, like smoking? You know, I, I yeah. think of that immediately when lung cancer. Yeah, smoking is probably... The biggest thing that that we see as far as, you know, linked to cancer and specifically it's linked to lung cancers and linked to uh, throat cancers. And so we we unfortunately have a large uh, population of those patients uh, at Hamilton. Um, And so, yeah, smoking cessation would be like, you know, the number one thing a patient could do to improve their health uh, overall. I mean, certainly... 
obesity, weight loss, things like that are important. But if you want to do something really bad for your health, smoking is, is right up there. Is that right? Yeah. Um, now, you know, we lost Eddie Van Halen not long ago uh, to cancer. And I, I recall that uh, it started with, with tongue cancer. Yeah, that's right. So Eddie Van Halen, uh, you know, he, he smoked, you know, smoked quite a bit. You know, he, uh, definitely was a high risk guy for it, and he did develop eventually a, a tongue cancer. And but he know, was able to live a long time after his diagnosis. Yeah, that's that's correct. Um, so you know, he was able to live a few years at least with it. You know, initially it, it probably hadn't spread. Uh, you know, but if it does come back, a lot of times it can come back somewhere else in the body. In which case, it's something that's very difficult to cure or get rid of. And so at that point, you know, we focus on sort of life prolonging treatment. Uh, like chemotherapies, uh, which are typically, you know, provided by a medical oncologist. And- well, I, that was a question that was on, on the list that I had for you, because you work with radiation. Yes. You work with, which is totally different than chemotherapy. Absolutely. Totally different. Can you just briefly tell us the difference in those things? Yeah. So chemotherapy, uh, you know, refers to a drug uh, that can be delivered via an IV or through a pill. Um, that goes in the body and attacks cancer cells. And there's different forms of, quote, chemotherapy. There's conventional chemotherapy, uh, which are typically IV treatments, uh, you know, that can have a lot of side effects associated with them. But there are some also, also some new chemotherapies, which are not really chemotherapies, but sort of antibody therapies that can target certain cancers and, you know, help control the cancer, but with less side effects. And there's a third category uh, that's come out past couple of years, which is immunotherapy, which uses the body's immune system to attack the cancer. So chemotherapy sort of is a broad category. What I do with radiation, that's an x-ray treatment. So it's like, you can think of it like performing surgery, but without a knife. Gotcha. My, my knife is the x-ray uh-huh. and it's, it's how I target it, how the machine fires this x-ray beam. You can almost think of it like a laser coming out and hitting an area of the body with x-rays, which, which kill the cancer. But just um, pinpoint. Very, yes. Yeah, very pinpoint, precise. Very precise, right. To the point where for many cancers, what we do when we do radiation, like for throat cancers, we were talking about Eddie Van Halen. For those patients, what we actually do, because when you give them radiation, these tumors will shrink during the treatment. So it changes the target a little bit. And so what this machine is able to do that we have, this, this linear accelerator at People's Cancer Institute, is it can actually take a CAT scan of the patient's neck during the treatment. And we can actually take a, get a fresh image of what the tumor looks like and then adapt the plan and adjust our targeting for those changes. And so that, that's, that's a key, key part of that. That is fascinating. Now, very recently, Alex Trebek passed away and he had pancreatic cancer. Uh, I believe it was stage four. Yes. And that's when, it, when he found out that he had it, it was already in stage four. What are some signs that a person might have cancer? Well, some, some general signs, you know, mentioned pancreatic cancer. So unfortunately, pancreatic cancer tends to be one of the more aggressive cancers. Mm-hmm. And most patients are diagnosed when they're stage four because it sort of grows insidiously for a while and doesn't really cause symptoms until it's kind of big or advanced. So for pancreatic cancer, you know, warning signs would be like unexplained weight loss, jaundice or yellowing of the skin for no reason, poor appetite, you know, things like that, that if any of those symptoms occur, you know, I I strongly tell patients, you know, see your doctor, Uh, see your doctor, get checked out, make sure it's not anything serious. Well, I've often heard that uh, a lot of times uh, people will lose weight if they have cancer. Yeah. And so that's one of the, that's one of those things that, you know, if I start losing weight that I'm going to go check on that. Yeah. Yeah. Any unexplained weight loss. If people are trying to lose weight, that's one thing. But if you're just all of a sudden, you know, losing weight for no reason and you haven't changed anything, 
that's one of the warning signs. Now, at uh, People's Cancer Institute, if I'm there and I found out that I have cancer, uh, social workers, that's very important. Tell me about social workers there. Yeah, we have an excellent social worker. Uh, her name is Midge. So she's dedicated to the cancer center 100%, and she's there to help patients with all sorts of things, uh, you know, outside of the, the, the medical part of things, you know, and talking to them if they need someone to talk to, helping them with resources, helping them figure out their insurance coverage and, and things like that, or helping to provide transportation services for patients that can't come to their appointments mm-hmm. or trying to help them in any way she can. So she's a, she's a very important part of what we do. And, you know, uh, we usually, when we see a patient for initial consultation, Usually myself or my nurse, uh, you know, will sort of talk and, and decide if, you know, maybe a patient should should see see the social worker and has needs. So we'll do sort of a needs assessment, and then uh, we'll usually arrange for them to, to be seen by her. Well, that's good. I'm glad that you guys have that. A dietitian would have to be important when it comes to cancer. We're also very happy to have a new dietitian who's, who's dedicated to the cancer center as well that, you know, patients, uh, you know, they do lose weight before they're diagnosed sometimes. You know, cancer can trigger weight loss, but the treatments can cause a lot of weight loss too. You know, radiation in particular can cause, you know, some poor appetite, you know, some pain with swallowing, especially if we're treating a throat cancer. People may have difficulty with swallowing. Mm-hmm. And so a dietitian's there to sort of guide them on what foods to eat, how much to eat, kind of what modifications they can do to their diet so they can sort of stem some of the weight loss because patients need that extra weight in order to recover from the treatments. They need those calories so, body, so the body can repair itself. Well, when we started this interview, you said it's a one-stop shop, a one-stop shop, People's Cancer Institute, and I'm finding that out now. We're going to take a quick break. We will be right back on Health for Life. If you're in need of medical care, don't delay. Your health won't wait. Hamilton Medical Center is ready to care for you. We are following CDC guidelines. Patients and guests are screened for COVID-19 symptoms. Those who are suspected to have the virus are treated in a separate area. Plus, Hamilton's high-powered UV light robots eliminate 99.9% of bacteria and viruses on surfaces. Please do not delay medical care. Your health won't wait. As always, Hamilton is here for you. Welcome back to Health for Life today, talking with Dr. Galanopoulos from the People's Cancer Institute. We've been talking about cancers. Uh, Let's talk about breast cancer. A lot of people have an interest in breast cancer. I know a lot of our listeners have had breast cancer or, unfortunately, may develop breast cancer. Talk to us about breast cancer today. Yeah, so breast cancer is, is very common. It's one of the most common cancers in the United States. And you know, fortunately, we have excellent screening tests for breast cancer, and that includes mammograms. And, and actually, at the People's Cancer Institute, we have state-of-the-art mammogram equipment. Patients can get their mammogram and have it checked. And, and if there's anything abnormal seen, additional imaging can be done there, and, then, and as well as a biopsy to see if there's anything abnormal. Now, at what age should you have your first? Most women, we recommend age 40 to have an annual mammogram from age 40 on. Every year? Every year. And so we, but we also look at younger women sometimes, especially if they have a strong family history, like say their mother had breast cancer at age 40. Well, we typically recommend patients start screening 10 years before that if they had a, you know, cancer, you know, at a young age. So yeah, but a most mother, women, a sister. Exactly. Yes. Okay. So in age, uh, age 40, though, is usually the recommended age we recommend the annual mammogram. And then as far as, you know, the treatment for breast cancer, uh, there, it starts with surgery typically. So after it's diagnosed, uh, you know, patients would be seen one of, by one of our excellent surgeons and they would discuss whether to do a lumpectomy where they remove just the tumor and preserve the breast, uh, or if they may need a mastectomy where they remove the whole breast. And there's different 
indications for, for each type of surgery. The majority of women nowadays undergo a lumpectomy where they just remove the tumor because they can keep their breast in that situation. Mm-hmm. And then radiation plays a, a key role in those patients that have lumpectomy because we typically give it after surgery to sterilize the breast and kill any cancer cells that may still be in the area. In other words, a surgeon, their job is to remove what they can see uh, in the breast. And my job is to come in and sterilize any cancer cells that are microscopic that we can't see. So that's where it sort of integrates uh, with breast cancer. But we also do radiation after mastectomies as well, depending on certain risk factors also. So radiation is involved in both types of, of breast cancer patients. Now, I've heard of this D-I-B-H. What, what is D-I-B-H? So D-I-B-H stands for Deep Inspiratory Breath Hold, which is a technique used to reduce the radiation dose uh, to a patient's heart. We use it mainly in patients with breast cancers on the left side because the heart lays on the left side of the chest, right behind the breast. And so in patients treated many, many years ago in the 50s, 60s, 70s, and 80s, um, many of them, if you followed them long term, 10, 15 years later, they saw a slightly higher risk of heart disease because of the radiation dose to the heart in those patients. And so this technique is used to reduce that dose. And it's a relatively new technique. People have been doing it, you know, it's been commonly accepted, I guess, maybe in the past five years or so, where we have patients take a deep breath in and hold their breath for about 20 seconds. And believe it or not, most patients can do that. Uh, they, may, they may think they can't, but they can. And what that does is it inflate the, inflates the lungs and pushes the heart back away from the chest. That way the radiation can come in and, and hit the breast without affecting the heart at all. And so that reduces the dose of the heart by quite a bit and hopefully would reduce the risk of long-term heart side effects from radiation. That seems like something that is just so simple. It is. It's incredibly simple, but the problem with it has been how do you know the patient has held their breath enough? How do you know that they're, you know, they're inhaling enough or deeply enough? And right. so the, the cool thing about the machine we have is that actually it can detect exactly how much the patient's breathing in gotcha. and will literally turn on as soon as the patient's chest wall rises to the right height when they hold it. And if they happen to cough or, or blow out, the machine will automatically cut off and it'll stop treating. And then it just repeated until the treatment's completed. That machine is so smart. It's smart because there's some smart people that are that are working behind the scenes on it, that are programming it, and you know that's my staff. So right. Uh, so yeah, it does a lot of really great things, but you know you need some good staff to do it. We've talked about breast cancer. Let's talk a little bit about lung cancer. So lung cancer is the number one leading cause of death in the United States uh, from cancer, as far as cancer-related deaths are concerned. And so uh, we see many patients, uh, when they get lung cancers, they may be in their 60s or 70s, and, and because of years of smoking, they already have something called COPD uh, or emphysema. Mm-hmm. And so when we find lung cancers in these patients, if we find them in an early stage, they are potentially curable. However, in most of those patients, surgery is not an option because their lungs would not function as well. They've already done a lot of damage to them. And so what we are seeing nowadays and what we're doing it at the People's Cancer Institute is uh, something called SBRT or stereotactic body radiation therapy. Another name for it is radiosurgery, where we can deliver very high doses of radiation to a tumor, an early stage lung cancer, and ablate it, basically destroy it essentially doing surgery without without a scalpel. So that's allowed us to treat many of these patients that would otherwise not have many good options. And so that's a state-of-the-art technology that we have available that's you know not at many centers. Dr. Galanopoulos, I am so glad you were with us today. We're going to just ask one question. If there's anything that you could, any advice that you could give our listeners 
What would that advice be? I would say screening mammograms are very important for breast cancer. And if you have a history of smoking, ask your, your primary care doctor about lung cancer screenings. For more information or an appointment at People's Cancer Institute, call 844-PCI-HOPE. 844-PCI-HOPE. To make an appointment for a 3D mammogram, call 706-272-6565. 706-272-6565. To learn more about People's Cancer Institute, visit hamiltonhealthcare.com slash cancer. Join us on a journey to better health. Health for life. Simply put, that is why Hamilton Medical Center is here. From primary care and specialty care practices near you, an accredited chest pain center, a certified joint replacement program, a new children's institute, cancer institute, endoscopy center, and more. Hamilton is here for you and your family. Learn more at HamiltonHealth.com. Hamilton Healthcare System. Health for life. Be a hero. Stop a stroke. If you think someone you're with is having a stroke, ask him to smile. Does his face droop? Have him raise both arms. Does one arm drift down? Can he repeat a simple phrase without slurring? If you see even one of these symptoms, call 911 right away. Because when it's a stroke, every second counts. Hamilton Medical Center has a nationally ranked, highly trained rapid stroke team ready to care for you. Hamilton Medical Center, health for life. Is it time for a heart-to-heart? Ask your primary care physician if you should have a heart-to-heart with one of Hamilton Physician Group's board-certified cardiologists. If you have high cholesterol, high blood pressure, or diabetes, this can be especially important. Hamilton Physician Group Cardiology, located at 1436 Broderick Drive in Dalton. Call 706-226-3434 or visit hamiltonhealth.com slash cardiology. That's 706-226-3434. Did you know that colon cancer claims over 50,000 lives each year? The good news is that colonoscopies save lives. Convenient appointments are available at Hamilton Medical Center's new Bandy Endoscopy Center, located at the corner of Broadrick and Memorial Drives. Hamilton follows CDC guidelines and screens for COVID-19 symptoms at the door. If you are age 50 or older or have a family history of colon cancer, ask your primary care provider to schedule your colonoscopy. Please don't delay important medical screenings. Your health won't wait. If you are sick with COVID-19 or think you might have it, take steps to help protect other people from getting sick. And stay aware of how you feel. If you start to have difficulty breathing or you're worried about your health, call your doctor. For more information, visit HamiltonHealth.com or CDC.gov. Thank you for listening to Health for Life, a presentation of Hamilton Healthcare System. 